This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Hi, this is Shane. And this is Virginia. And this is Wait You've Never Seen, a podcast dedicated to discussing well-known movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. And today we're discussing... Wait, you've never seen... I really can't believe you've never seen Miracle on 34th Street. How have you lived four decades without having seen Miracle on 34th Street? It's kind of been on in a room where I may have been playing with Legos as a child. Okay. But really not paying attention at all. (laughs) So, um... Our main trigger warning, in case, uh, unless you have anything else, is that this entire movie pretty much revolves around proving or disproving Kris Kringle's sanity. Um, The trial that they have towards the end is, well, it's a hearing to see if they're going to put him in in an institution. So, having said that, I bet that wasn't one of the things you expected from the movie. What did you expect? (laughs) Well, I knew that, okay, so I was trying to think of to me, like a lot of um, a lot of Christmas movies, kind of meld into one sort of, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. especially ones where like Santa Claus is at the center. So I knew there was one where there was some sort of trial, and I couldn't remember if it was this one or not. Oh, I didn't okay. want to look it up, and you know. So the three things I expected from this movie was this. See, this should be thrown out. I should be made to come up with <laughs> my first one is. Christmas feel goodery. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, Jackie. TM. Yeah, Jackass. Feel goodery. TM. So precocious children. That's the okay. second one. Check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but not. We'll get to that. But not like typical. Right. Not typical Susie Walker. We'll get to Susie Walker. Not typical like. My mommy said I can be a movie star. Right. Like, not typical. Like, she was... Anyway. And the, and the other thing, and I was just... I'm straight up, I was disappointed. Uh, weirdly, that this didn't happen. The Hand of God Interceding on 34th Street. <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm a simple... Well, I, I... I'm a simple, literal man. And if you name your movie, Miracle, on 34th Street... I expect two things. <laughs> 34th Street, check. Miracle, <laughs> none. Well, I, I have some things to mention about that later. Okay, I, m- I might be getting ahead of myself. So, I gave this three stars because, oh, don't want to don't wanna jump the gun. Are you mocking my rating system? I thought, I w- I thought we were having a conversation. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> You choose to be unfair to movies, and I choose to be fair to them, so you start copying my method. That's all I'm saying. Because I'm trying not to be an <laughs> <laughs> Is that what's happening? So, what was your one-sentence TV guide summary? <laughs> Santa Claus is on trial for murder. <laughs> That's not what it was. No, but they they almost straight up say that. 
Oh in the, my in the, God. Near the end of the movie, when the trial's happening, I think one of the children is like, people are in trial when they commit murder or whatever. <laughs> There's that little boy, right? The little boy, the prosecutor. Is the, the prosecutor's pros- son. Yeah. Whoever, junior. Yeah. <laughs> my daddy told me so. So, do you want to hear what IMDb had to say about Miracle on 34th I absolutely, Street? I absolutely do. Um, it's the one from 1947. Well, uh, we're not going to talk about the 1994 one right now, which had a slightly different ending. And um, it is one hour, 36 minutes. It's a comedy, drama, family movie. Mm-hmm. And it says, when a nice old man who claims to be Santa Claus is institutionalized as insane, a young lawyer decides to defend him by arguing in court that he is the real thing. So, how did it how did it meet your expectations? Santa <laughs> Claus was not on trial for murder, I will have you know. He was not on trial for murder. Um, it it as a as a form of art, it ascended like just let's all feel good about let's all feel good about Christmas and togetherness and um I think it it made a deeper point about about belief and about in a broader way, I think it, it it was about atheism, which was which was kind of interesting. It was about um, not belief in God necessarily. Like it was weird. I I honestly expected there to be God stuff somewhere in here. Uh huh. Because I'm literal and not very smart, and I expected what do you call it miracle, but um, <laughs> but it did. It was a there was a deeper message there than I was <laughs> uh, than I was expecting because it did it did kind of tackle atheism in a way I did like it better than I thought I would. Okay. Um, I I give it a four now. Okay. A full star for those because I'm not good with math. That's nice. Um, so I so I need to say that I I do think it would have honestly it would have even been higher if. And this is like, obviously we don't do this. Like, if I can skip to the end uh-huh. of the movie, I was honestly expecting more. Um, it was the hearing, right? Uh-huh. During the hearing, I was expecting, like, you have this, you have this. Um, Santa Claus is basically a superhero of sorts. And he has superpowers that he could have demonstrated in court. And I'm not talking about, yeah, you put a finger next to your nose or whatever and you can fly up the chimney. There's silly things like that. But he could have said, like, bring any child from around the world in here and I'll tell you their name and where they live, their address. And I'll tell you what they, I'll tell you what they want for Christmas in their language. Right. Right. <laughs> they don't do any of that and they could have. So on that note, do you want to hear uh, one of the differences between this movie and the remake? Because that, oh, that part of it is a little bit different. Does that mean I won't have to see the remake? I'm I'm fine with never watching the remake. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so this is a summary of that's what? not the dude from Mad Men, is it? No, that's the Mad dude Man. from The Practice. They're not the same guy. No, they um, all look the same to me. These white dudes. So. The movie gets into the court. This is me reading from this site, houseofgeekery.com. The movie gets into the court scene without much fuss. 
They bring in a reindeer, and Kringle explains he can only make them fly on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Eventually, when it looks like they're going to lose, Brian, who's uh, Fred in this movie, the lawyer, right? Um, Brian sends the judge a dollar bill with In God We Trust circled inside a Christmas card delivered by Susan. From this, the judge determines that if we can believe in God, that logically we must also believe in Santa, and Kris Kringle must legally be Santa. Oh, so they do actually bring in, like, a God. Right. The post office, none of the post office stuff happens in the remake. Oh, that's funny, because visually that's a dramatic, you know. Yeah. A dramatic moment. I prefer the original just for, just for that, because to me, um, the in God we trust thing is like... No, I I prefer seeing the judge buried under piles of (laughs) letters to prove that a government agency, not even a secret government agency. Which you love. Which which I love. Which is near and dear to your heart. A real government agency, which it was at that time, um, you know, thinks this dude is Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... What else did you think about this movie? Do you want to talk about the claws signal? Well, which one would you like me to answer? Both. Oh, <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing for the claws signal. I'm sorry. So when we when the movie first started, and Chris Kringle was walking down the street and telling the store guy, not Macy's, the different store guy, that the reindeer were shopkeeper, all wrong. The shot. The shopkeeper that the reindeer were all wrong Mm -hmm. and the shopkeeper basically like pushes him out the door and then Kris Kringle hears jingle bells and is suddenly summoned to the area where the drunken Santa Claus is so I'm saying like the bat signal we need a claws signal which can be accompanied by jingle bells well yeah because jingle bells can just randomly happen there can be like a shop that has jingle bells Right. On the door, someone comes in, and you don't want Santa showing up every time someone right. comes through your door. Exactly. Or maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> I can tell you how to live. But, uh, yeah, m- maybe just a beard. Right. But then, I don't know, maybe you have a bunch of guys show up with beards. A candy cane? <laughs> I think I, I think we're veering. I think we're veering My, off. Maybe. <laughs> maybe a little bit. I have a couple other things, but oh, I, I have I, a bunch of other things. I, I just don't have a, I don't have a clear idea of what the clause signal should be. I see. So she's in here for not a very long time at all, but it seems that Doris Walker, the she's the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade director uh-huh. organizer, mm-hmm. and the mother of Susie Walker, who's who has this. Um, sort of change of heart. She doesn't believe in Santa Claus and then eventually, you know. Right. So, Doris Walker, it seems like she has a black maid. Yes. We only see her for a little bit. I was really surprised. As soon as I saw a black maid, I'm like, okay, this is going to maybe be very... She wasn't a caricature. Right. She She seemed to be just a... You know, a, a realistic person mm-hmm. along with everyone else in the movie. Not, it seems to be atypical for the 1940s to right. show a black maid, not a caricature. 
I see what you're saying. Right. There's a black person. The only, essentially, the only black person in it is a maid. But at Which least says a lot about 1947. Right. But at least it's like it's handled in a respectful way. I think the way that they, um, the way that the character was rendered, if that makes sense. Well, and interestingly, um, that's the first time that the movie pass- passes the Bechtel test. Is oh. when um, the mom, Doris, and Cleo—that's the name of the of the housekeeper. Thank you. She, um, they talk about Susie, like, oh, Susie's over, you know, watching the parade out the window or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though Doris and Susie talk a lot during the movie, a lot of times they're talking about Santa Claus and whether they believe he's real or not. Right. Um, which, if it was just the idea of Santa Claus, like, um, what was that other movie we watched where it was like the idea of something? Uh, it was a literary character. God dang it, I can't remember. Anyway. So if if it was just the idea of Santa Claus and not the actual person, Chris mm-hmm. Kringle trying to prove he's Santa Claus, then I would be more like Ebenezer Scrooge. That was the other person. Ah. We were, because in <laughs> Die Hard, they were... Oh, I'm trying to think. We didn't watch a Scrooge movie yet. Okay, so... Not yet. We will. also kind of a Christmas movie. So yes. Die Hard, because it's at Christmas, and... What's her name? Um, Mrs. McLean. I can't remember. Jeannie? No, that's not right. Isn't that a kid? I don't know. Um, Is Sean yelling at us right now? Probably. We should know. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> um, anyway, Mrs. McLean says to her secretary that, um, you know, she's making her feel like Ebenezer Scrooge go out and have a good time at the party. Right. Well, talking about the literary reference, to me, oh, that's fine. Right. But right. since in this in this instance they're talking about an actual man, an actual character in the movie, who's tra- right. who's portraying Chris oh, Kringle. Oh, I see. What, I, I'm, I, I get feel it. like I their conversations about Santa Claus and Chris Kringle kind of that doesn't pass because he's an actual character in the story. In that reality, right? He exists. But when Cleo and Doris talk about Susie, that definitely passes. And that's at the very beginning of the movie when Doris first gets home from the parade. Right, yeah, I think yeah. Susie is the first thing she says as she, yes. like, calling for her daughter. So, uh, Doris Walker is played by Maureen O'Hara. I love Maureen O'Hara. Maureen O'Hara kept saying words, giving herself away as a Dublinder. She yeah she is from Ireland. She I looked at, I looked this up later. She was born in Dublin, Ireland. She would say, she would say, uh, hole, hole, hole. <laughs> My sister's yelling at me now. Sorry, Anne. Also, um, she didn't say Thanksgiving. She said Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'll tell you what I think about that. I'll tell you what I think. All these people, the whole world, the whole world. She's done a few movies in her full-blown Irish accent. I hope so. We might have to find one. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. Because yeah, I could. <laughs> like, like Marine, Marino. I'm sorry. She's a. She does a fine, you know, just middle of the road American accent, but that Irish accent, her accent, her her. It's just coming through. It's like when I try to say 10 and 10. She just said the same <laughs> word. She said T-E-N-T-E-N twice in a row. 
1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I'm going to pick up a tin can. How many? Ten. How many? Ten tin cans. <laughs> Does it not... Go, go on and say crayon then. Uh, you, you, you just... <laughs> it's one syllable, crayon. No, it's not. Crayon. No. Crayon. You sound like you're saying crayon like cranberry. Well, anyway, we'll we were talking about merino hair. We'll agree to disagree. We'll agree that I'm right. Well, we disagree on that. <laughs> <laughs> so. I would like to talk about Chris Kringle's employment card. Would you? Let's do that. Let's, let's talk all about that. So, his name, Chris Kringle, that's what it says. Mm-hmm. His address is Brooks Memorial Home for the Aged. That throws uh, up some red flags right okay, away. Okay, I don't want in, lo- any... in great in Great Neck, Long Island. Yes. Okay. So, if you name anything with old people in it, memorial, that is just like I'm gonna assume that's not a place where people live. That's all I'm saying. Um, I would think you'd want a little less morbid name for a home for the aged. Anyway, and aged is kind of an aged. <laughs> His date of birth is as old as his tongue and a little bit older than his teeth. I guess just a little bit because you don't you're not born with teeth. Right, that, right. That's not a date though. That's it's not going to That should that should throw back your your W your, your W4. Do you want to guess where his or place of birth be, was? He would be a uh, he'd probably be like a 1090 though. Probably independent contractor. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the elves, the elves really need to form a union. Okay, we're getting way sidetracked here. uh, Yeah, we're getting in the weeds. Do you want to guess Santa Claus's place of birth? I think Chris Kringle's place of birth. I think I already know that it's got to say North Pole, right? It does. Now, next of kin, I have a big problem with this Uh, because he's not related to the rain. The reindeer. The next of kin are Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen, Donder, Blitzen is what it says. Um, not Mrs. Claus. Did they? What happened? Did she kick him out? Is that why he's in New York? Well, like I, I have questions about why a bunch of of reindeer. I don't care if they are magical reindeer. They can't come into a a courtroom and testify on behalf of Santa Claus. It's okay, true. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, and uh, Rudolph, it was a song originally, I believe, and it wasn't written until like 1960 or the late 50s. Well, the thing about Rudolph yes. is that he was actually a Montgomery Ward creation. Wow, look at you with sell, the knowledge. Um, like that they sold in their catalog or something. Are you familiar with Montgomery Ward or is this a southern thing? I don't know. I know what you're talking about. So um, they sold like those little books like that were like so thin and like for little kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Now oh, I suspect... It was a, before it was a song, it was a... It was a book. Dang. So I suspect that because it was Montgomery Ward and this this movie was about Macy's... That that's probably why it doesn't include Rudolph, because it, they might have been like competitors or something. That makes although sense. Gimbals although they, was in I it. was gonna say they mentioned Gimbals, don't they? But that would explain why he doesn't have Rudolph on his next of kin. 
Well, when was Rudolph? I, I mean, I was I was just gonna look it up. Um, Let's see. Nineteen thirty nine. Oh, nineteen. I thought it was earlier than that. So this was in nineteen forty seven. So yeah, it hadn't really been around long enough. The song and, came out in nineteen forty nine. You know what? I got there it. There you go. I got it. Huh? I got it. The still. This still fits in with the mythology of Miracle on 34th Street. Mrs. Claus and Rudolph, they're on the same side. Probably. Probably. That's That's why Rudolph's the outcast. And all... Of course. Of course he's going to, like, side with, you know, Mrs. Claus. And then all the elves are like, well, I mean... Santa never takes them anywhere. Santa's been treating them horribly for years. (laughs) So, of course... <clears throat> okay, so I think that was everything on his employment card. Yes. So I'm done with that part. The score, and this is maybe maybe Die Hard like um, copied this in more way because you remember how Die Hard had like the um, sort of th- not threatening but like the bum, 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 bum. not right. quite not quite the um, <laughs> what's that. Oh, what's the rock and roll version of Christmas music? Oh, that? Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I'm trying to perform here. See how I'm trying to move along? Go ahead. Um, so this one had like sad Christmas songs, like whenever you know yeah. somebody doesn't believe Chris that he's really Santa, so he when walks Susie is like, there is no away. such thing as Santa. <laughs> Um, and then one last thing that I had, um, was that Doris, I mean, as grinchy as Doris is, she sets boundaries for her kid and Fred just like violates those boundaries. I don't want Susie going to see Santa Claus. He's not a real thing. And and then what does Fred do? Goes and takes her to see Santa Claus. Yes. In the feel good heart of everyone should believe in christmas and santa claus mm-hmm. i told i 100 percent get behind it but if uh, if like my neighbor ever took my child <clears throat> somewhere without my permission there would be like hell to pay sure. but i understand it's a movie and that's all i wanted to say so i believe we've already talked about the bechdel test yes disability portrayal so we're still dealing if i i'll i'll open this up and you okay can go ahead okay. and follow up if you don't mind all right so I still sort of feel like the person playing Chris Kringle could have a mental disability. Well, I think in this movie, I and maybe taking it back to um, arsenic and old lace. Yeah. Like again, we're not medical professionals, yes. but it seems like Chris Kringle, in the way that um, Mortimer's brother believes that he's Teddy Roosevelt. Right, like Charge! he's not hurting himself. He's not hurting anyone else. His sisters take care of him. Yes, like you know, Chris Kringle is just living his life. He's um, you know, as long as you're not hurting kid. yourself and others, right? What's the problem? So, um, yeah, it, it could be true that he's mentally ill, but um, I don't know. I just it it reminded me of that situation, which is why I wanted to say that. I mean, they're undercutting their own. Uh, message of this movie is about belief and the strength of belief and the the power and reason that we should all be believing in something. Mm-hmm. 
if this is really a person with a disconnect from reality. Right. You know, so, I mean, it's just interesting that they kind of leave it. They leave it so... I'm not... I wasn't completely sure that he was... He was right. really Santa Claus. Well, and I think it's... I mean, I also don't want to be, like, super grinchy here, but it also kind of speaks is this to gonna, this... Is this going to keep coming up in subsequent... Maybe. Christmas um, podcasts? I think it sort of... Con- uh, it speaks to, like, this collective lie that we all agree to tell our children. <laughs> like, it's kind of the horrible. prosecutor could have ended the case right there if he had just said... There's no Santa Claus. But how do you look into the eyes of your four or five-year-old having told them that there's a Santa Claus and then be like, nope, there's no Santa Claus. Like, how how do you do that? I mean, some parents do, and they talk about how, yeah. um, you know, it's just this uh, symbolic figure who, like, embodies the Christmas spirit and the stuff. The spirit of Christmas. Right. Yeah, that's the thing that you believe in, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I totally get the spirit of Christmas, and it's great that every year people, you know, are are more helpful and more giving and should more we say thankful. At this, should we say at this point that you're a big, you love Christmas? I love, love I have a Christmas movie collection. I le- like, last year, at, uh, early December, I had to have surgery, and when I came home, Shane had already put up all the Christmas decorations because I wouldn't be able to do it, and it was the sweetest thing ever because I love Christmas. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, so yeah, I say this with all the love of Christmas in my heart. A Christmas-loving atheist, that's me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's just like... We, we have to acknowledge this huge lie that we're telling. And I did it I did it with Angelica, too. Yes, there's a yeah. Santa Claus. But, um, yeah, that could have been... I, they could have taken care of that and made this movie a whole lot shorter. <laughs> Although it was only 90 minutes, so it wasn't that long. But So, a couple things. First of all, Macy's has a company psychiatrist. That's weird. Well, he's and not secondly, even a psychiatrist. Secondly, yeah, he's just like a, a mental behaviorist or something, or like a. He's just a guy they hired to like take test. it, like test people, like ask questions. So he is both a terrible psychiatrist. He puts himself forth as a psychiatrist. That was cool when Chris Kringle was like, "You're pretending to be a psychiatrist." He even Santa Claus even said, "Like, look, I respect psychiatry, and you're pretending to be this thing that you're not." That was actually yeah. a cool moment. Yeah. And um, he's also a terrible person. He is, yeah. He got his feelings hurt that Chris Kringle, like, lectured him and then went and had him committed, which yeah, then... he lied about his injuries. But, and... Well, then Chris Kringle didn't help himself by purposely failing the test because he thought Doris didn't believe in him anymore. You know, that's why he failed the test on purpose. Well, the, the end justifies the means, I guess. Like, well, Doris is a believer at yeah, the end. Yeah, she was a she? believer at the end. <laughs> um, so, I don't I don't really know how I feel about how they portray mm. Chris Kringle's, in, quote, insanity. Because he really believes that's who he is. And, yep. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you can do with that. If anyone has any thoughts, please let us know. I'm, I'm going to stand by as long as he's not hurting himself or others, and that's fine. Okay. So, are there... Did we already talk? Are there any pop culture references you now understand? I'm glad you asked. 
<laughs> so obviously this happened a long time ago and there's been a million Christmas movies you know since but the a couple of moments stood out to me the kid on Santa's lap when he asked the kid asked for a fire engine I believe he might be kind of dressed like Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Oh, I didn't notice that. When they designed Ralphie, like, uh, he had the ear flaps and, like, a brown... I uh-huh. mean, I don't know what color coat it was. We were watching the colorized version. Um, but a similar coat and whatnot. And I just thought, oh, that's... I wonder when they were doing Christmas Story, if they looked at Miracle on 34th Street and was like, we need one of these kids to look like this. Right. Because it was from the 50s, you know. Yeah, yeah. Christmas Story was a throwback to the 50s. Also, I was wondering, now hear me out, and I have visual proof, and you could go on our website. WaitYou'veNeverSeen.com To see... Uh, to see this image of, um, I was wondering if Wednesday from the Adams Family might not be based on the character Susie Walker from oh 34th Street. Oh my God, that she's, would be amazing. She's lo- she's very logical. They bo- they were both very logical. They don't smile very much. They're very serious. They speak they speak to adults like their peers. And I have a side by side. Oh my God, I have, a... I have to post this on our website. <laughs> it is amazing. I, I put together a side by side comparison of the two. This is the the version of uh, Wednesday is the original actress from the original um, Adams Family. That's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely put I, that on the website. I, I think that might be more than a coincidence. So. Any other pop culture references? Uh, don't you think that's plenty? Yes. <laughs> how would how would this movie be different with today's technology? Well, you wouldn't have the post office. Everybody would be sending emails to Santa. I mean, I'm going back to my original idea. If it's really Santa Claus, he can Skype with children around the world. That's true. Just randomly, like the judge can sit there or the bailiff or whoever can sit there and just randomly, you randomly connect any child to Santa mm-hmm. and a Santa can go in their own language oh by the way you could even have Google Translate there yeah to prove that they're not just that it's not just a trumped up thing yeah yeah that's a good idea we uh, technology still hasn't advanced fast enough to um, explain Santa's sleigh driving capabilities though at, at the end of the show we're going to talk about this I mean, <laughs> the speed, the delivery speed, like the right, Am- like, like NASA Amazon. could learn something from Santa. Is all I'm saying. Jeff Bezos could learn something. Him from too. Santa. Him too. Why can't we have? Why? Why shouldn't Jeff Bezos decide? You know what? We're gonna go with Santa level delivery every single day. Because he wants drones instead of Santas. We could dress. We could put little Santas on the drones. Yeah, but that's how you get. That's how you get the rise of the machines, bringing it back to Terminator. How do you like that? Dun 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 <laughs> dun, dun, dun dun dun. Ooh, and I believe in. Is it February? We'll be going over. We'll be doing. We'll be doing sequels March. to movies. March. March. Sequel, okay. the um, February, I might have thrown in the Philadelphia story around Valentine's Day. Okay, so that about wraps it up for our first holiday movie. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I need to come up with a Mrs. Claus laugh. Would it be, ha, 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 like, 
ho ho ho, but lighter. I don't know. I'll, I'll work on Tee-hee-hee. it. Tee hee hee. Tee hee hee. No, that's too general. Go ahead. She probably laughs louder than Santa. She has a full bosom. Ho ho ho. <laughs> Would um, that constrict the? No, it means you have more. Nah, okay, well, this is an off-air discussion. And this certainly, not, <laughs> definitely not Christmassy. Christmas after dark. <laughs> okay, wow. so you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher, and also on Cosmic Potato Podcast Network at cosmicpotato.com. Episode transcripts and links to what we talked about, like that picture, are available on our website at waityouveneverseen.com. And we're on Facebook and Twitter under WaitYNS. You can also email us at WaitYou'veNeverSeen at gmail.com. Leave us some feedback and let us know if you have any suggestions for movies we should watch. That's our show for today. Next time we'll be watching... Watching... I'm so excited I can't even say correctly. We'll be watching National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It was a struggle to find a, a, a Christmas movie that I had not seen. Because I have seen a lot of Christmas movies, but yes. I haven't seen this yes, one. Yes, you have. I'm so excited. Yay! Thanks for listening! Thanks for listening!